Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hello. We are face-to-face again. Yes. You know, we finally uh, decided to move our operations into a more suitable location, I guess. Right. You know, we yeah. used to record out in my uh, kitchen, not yeah. in my dining room. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, but uh, now we decided to move it into my you know, pseudo office that I have in here. So. It's nice in here, nice and cozy. Yeah, you know, which is awesome because it's been fucking hot as shit for like the past yeah. week or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, today, actually, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's nice and it's warm, but not like I'm sweating. Yeah, it's not unbearable. Stinky, you know? no. So, uh, what you've been watching... So, I've just been watching Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Yeah. Great. Is that the cartoon one or the animated one? Yeah, the animated cartoon Star Trek. And I love it so much. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. How how much different is it from, from like, a normal, your typical Star Star Trek show? It's not a lot that different. Really? Surprisingly, yeah. So, when they first pitched, like, when they first, oh, like, that was going to be one of the launch shows for CBS All Access, right? Mm -hmm. It was going to be the... The current um, Star Trek, right? And then Discovery, and Discovery, then Picard, Picard. I think Picard came after, after, after yeah, after, like a year or so after launch. Yeah. But Lower Decks was going to be like the filler, yeah. And it was supposed to be like the background people, right? Right. Everybody, yeah. like whatever's going on. Maybe that's why they call it Lower Decks. But every whatever was going on in the background people, they're misadventures, right? They, so it's like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly like that. It's something like. There's a phrase they keep saying throughout, like, they don't tell us anything. (laughs) So there's, like, emergencies. And from uh, people who watch, you know, TNG, we're there with the captains and, you know, the bridge officers. But here they're like, what's going on? And their job is to stack crates. You know, while they're they're just being blown. Exactly. The ship is being blown. There's one where they're, they're like, there's there's a battle going on. And then they're in the cargo bay just stacking crates because that's what their job is at the time in Red Alert. So it's something, it's it's a lot like the original shows, because the original shows are uh, episodic, mm-hmm. right? And not, no, serialized. Yeah. They're serialized, so like there's a new adventure, and it's exactly like yeah, that. It's episode of the week. Yeah, type of, exactly. Type of and that's situation. what TNG, you know, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager were all about. Not uh, not uh, Discovery, which is more serialized. So there's like a, yeah. a narrative that carries over throughout it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are there any references to the red shirts? Yes. How many? A lot. A lot? Uh, yeah, there's an episode right now that's called the, the main character, one of the main characters, Boimer. Boimer? Uh, Boilmer. Boilmer? <laughs> Boilmer's a weird name. His name is Hate. It's like Bradward, because, you know, there's Bradleys. So yeah. It's Brad, Brad, Brad okay. That makes, okay. That makes no sense, but <laughs> and he joins with a group. space and whatever, you know, right. and shit, sure. <laughs> and he joins a group called the Red Shirts, and I stopped at that point. I'm like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, a lot of references throughout the show. Okay, so one thing to touch back on um, Obi-Wan. Mm. One thing I didn't mention last last time around was that you, the, the running joke has always been that the Stormtroopers can't hit anything. And I feel like they took, they had liberties with that concept <laughs> in, in that episode, this, the fifth episode. As, <laughs> as they were like storming the the place where the the Jedi followers and the Jedi were hiding, right. they were literally like three feet away from each other, <laughs> shooting at each other and missing completely. Right. So I feel like is is the 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 liberties of having that joke as the red shirt is does it feel kind of feel like that? Like it's being like, come on, I get it, but come on. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh yeah, it's something like that. You, I even looked up the stats. Really. Like, red. Not a lot of red shirts died. 
in, in the original series. Yeah. But we, we, we uh, see Star Trek as that just because we've seen it a lot, you know, in the main episodes. Yeah, well, generally it was if you were a red shirt, you were like the cannon father. Right. right. But it, re- it wasn't all episodes. No. No, not it at all. It was like once or twice. And, there know. was an episode in an original series where it's like an honor guard of red shirts. It's mm-hmm. like, do you want the main character to be walking with them? You know, <laughs> but it's, it's something that's so ingrained in pop culture. The same with the Stormtroopers. Because yeah. if you don't remember in the first movie, uh, they killed Owen and Baru and like killed a bunch of you know, um, Jawas. Yeah. And then even Obi-Wan's like, this the pinpoint accuracy only storm imperial stormtroopers can make those yeah so in in the world they're accurate but since it's outside of it you know the pop culture of the zeitgeist they, they know stormtroopers can't aim and therefore they, they can't aim yeah there was also that whole opening scene in uh one of the mandalorian uh, mm-hmm. episodes where it was uh the two stormtroopers on on the the speeders Trying to shoot a can and they were all they were missing. <laughs> right, and they were like what a couple of feet yeah, away. At, like at best, like ten feet away. Right. Even uh, what's the bald guy? I forgot his name. He's the comedian uh, Beckett. No. Oh, uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr's character is like, I'm not a stormtrooper. Yeah, and, and he was actually like shooting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, how self-aware is the show Lower Decks? Very, very. It, it's very self-aware. There's even an episode where they stay. One of the officers like, I love those people from the TOS era. It's like TOS, like those old scientists. And like, it looks like they're getting in an adventure every week. So it's like super, like every, it's almost rapid fire now I think about it. Yeah. That there's so many references to like Voyager, Deep Space Nine and the other Star Trek properties. Okay, so this is obviously canonized within the Star Trek universe, right? Yeah. Is there a like time period? Yeah, where it yeah. Sets? Yeah, it's it feels like it's a little bit after Voyager. Okay. Yeah, a little bit after Voyager, uh, Picard's retired. Uh, uh, Riker has his own ship, and he's married to Deanna and stuff like that. Oh, I forgot to mention it's a California class that they go on. Really? Yeah. So the California classes, or they call it the Cali class, and. Uh, it's cool because it's called the Cerritos. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, 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 called, it's called the Cerritos. And then, like, their, uh, their shuttle bays, uh, their shuttles are usually named after, um, like, uh, landmarks. So mm-hmm. one's called, um, I think, uh, like, the Redwood Forest or something like that. The Redwood Shuttle yeah. or stuff like that. So it's cute to see. Or one's called the Alhambra. The, wow. The, yeah, the NCC Alhambra. So it's, like, it's a little cutesy little uh, thing. So it's very, like, in the know for people who work from California. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. Could that be seen as a hindrance? Or, or that's it's just such a throwaway joke that you, if you're not from California, you just never pick up on it? It's, uh, it's I think it's such a throwaway joke. Okay. Yeah, it's a, they don't reference it, but they do say, like, oh, you're, the California classes are, like, are very reliant or something yeah. like that, but they break down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I get the feeling of that. Like I, I restarted watching uh, X Files, mm. mm. and I'm in season seven, and I kind of feel like the quality is starting to dip. Really? Yeah. And how many seasons is it? Because you there's think... been I think nine of the original uh-huh. run, and then like two that came out like years later really so you you would think that the quality would get a little bit better as it catches up with our well, time yeah i mean it's just like our, at that point our, they've been, they've they've probably been writing that episode that show for what seven years mm-hmm. so i kind of feel like maybe they're starting to you know like uh, get a little well i would say like get a little you know stunk Right, I say like the creativity is not is not there like because um, how often can you go back to the same well you yeah. know 
So even the, like the main like, like the overarching storyline has deviated where it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really like match up with what was going on before I stopped. I had the little hiatus. Right, right. So it's just like, wait, what's happening now? Is, <laughs> wait, so it's not aliens anymore? <laughs> and then like, who's dead? Yeah, and they kind of left the um. They there was a few episodes we watched where they left the the ending unfinished, unconcluded. Right. So we didn't get that sense of, of finale oh. that we usually get in the in, in episodes. And what's funny though is that they had a an uh, a show that was shot. The same style as Cops. Oh. You remember the old TV show right. Cops? Yeah, right. It, but it was X Files. So is it a, is it like a riff to Cops? I yeah. Don't know how old Cops has been? Well, Cops has been around since I think the early nineties. Oh really? Okay, yeah. so it's a riff on that. It was really? a rip on. A rip really? On, it was a, a, a little homage. How do they explain the body cam? Like there's a camera team following. Well, it, it's the episode starts off as like it would uh, uh, a cops episode. Right. So the camera's already been following the the deputies around and stuff like that, and they get oh. they get a call, uh-huh. and the call is, is it a werewolf? It's a monster, right? And then boom comes in Mulder and Scully, but then the camera just starts to follow them. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty. That's brilliant. So it's all like shot that. in like. Uh, Steady, not steady camp, but handheld. It's and it has the references. It even has the song. Back, oh, back, really? Back, okay, back, so it's an episode of Cops. Yeah, it's, a, it's essentially cool, like cool. an episode of Cops, but it's it's a an uh, X Files. It's yeah. even called X Cops. Oh, X Cops. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Is there a musical episode in X Files? I haven't seen one yet. Because, like, I feel like all those long-form, you know, like, Supernatural and stuff like that, or uh, I'm thinking of another show, but Supernatural, there's, like, a musical episode, uh, there's an episode where they switch bodies, yeah. and there's an episode, like, Cops, where there's someone who's recording through a, uh, you know, like, a... Changes us the perspective. Right, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, mm-hmm. just because, like, like you said, there are how many long form either sitcoms or one hour dramas and stuff like that don't inevitably get inevitably get to that point. Right. Right. Where they decide to be like, hey, you know, let's have fun. And usually in the like the later seasons because they've already built up the the reputation. Yeah. Um I'm kinda hoping that they don't. <laughs> like don't, don't get me wrong, I, I do enjoy a good musical, uh-huh. especially from like the early years of Hollywood. Yeah. But it's more because of the spectacle. Mm. of how they pulled it off and how like all that. now in these musicals it's just you write a few songs and there you go yeah no, not that not back then those were like productions like full on and that's fair yeah yeah so, and definitely because i was talking to someone and she was talking about buffy and apparently there's a musical episode in buffy i wouldn't doubt that yeah so it, it like you said it does fit the genre but i don't really see scully <laughs> or Mulder for that Mulder matter Scully. dancing and like singing dancing in the rain <laughs> see I'm trying to think like I, I, I maybe there was an episode when they were singing karaoke or something but uh, I can't okay. it wasn't like a full on yeah it has uh, to be the full on episode yeah. some sort of monster casts the spell and they start dancing for no reason or something yeah like something that. something happens along yeah. those lines of yeah but yeah I'm, I'm back on the X-Files train um I, I am not watching it as religiously as I once before, just because, mm-hmm. like, we find something new or stuff like that. Yeah. Right. What got you off the train? It just felt too heavy. Oh. It was so much. Uh, you know, like, at that point, we had binged through six seasons, six and a half seasons. Right. So, all of that, like, don't get me wrong, they were some of the best TV episodes I've seen, 
of anything, mm-hmm. but it just the the subject matter got so heavy and got so weighted, and we're just kind of feel like a little fatigue and decided that we need a break. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 t- oh, me, I totally get that, especially with like Black Mirror. I've only yeah. watched one episode. The, and... the big fucking episode? No, what? There's a... no, no. Which one have you seen? The sand something, the one where it's like two ladies and they download their minds onto. Oh, like, a okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, is that something to look not, for? Not, okay. I feel like you've told me this before, yeah. and I've told you no, but that <laughs> episode was heavy for me, and that was a happy episode. Yeah. I'm told. Yeah, they're, they're, okay, so Black Mirror originally ran as a British uh, TV show, or you could say a British miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, there's people outside, and I have my windows open, so that's some of the fresh air. Uh, the miniseries, but... Like just like uh, the the British are tend to do, they end their shows, mm. you know, after four or five episodes, and that's it. They kind right. of quits. Right. But Netflix ended up buying uh, the rights to to Black Mirror, and from then on out, they've produced I think three or four seasons. Yeah, and you could tell that the quality just isn't the same. Is it really? Yeah, really. That's that's weird. why I stopped watching. Stop watching what season? I stopped watching after the first season. After the first season? And yeah. dipped in what way? Like, narratively? Or it's like, just, like... Or just it, CGI? Cause no, 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 not the CGI. It's no. just, like, it, when the original runs, it felt like something new. Mm. felt like something crazy and fresh. And, like, this anthology series where it's just the most fucked up stories you could possibly think of. And then when Netflix bought it, it just felt like they're copying each other. Oh. Like, they're parodying each other. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, you'd think in around like, the last season, they would start parodying, but they do it right off the bat. It kind of feels like that for me. Like, really? they were thinking, okay, this this sh- episode has a reputation of just, you know, crazy wild stories. How can we continue? Right. Rather oh. than, you know, like, let's take back, evaluate. Maybe the, was it absolutely necessary to buy this? You know, keep <laughs> pumping them out. But it, it is what it is. So do you feel like that long... To a long form kind of uh, episodic stuff like X Files, Supernatural, Buffy won't last nowadays. Something that, like, say, like Stargate, one of my favorite TV shows, it's lasted for like 12 seasons, 24 yeah. episodes each. So, do you think that kind of, you know, you have to, they have to think about a new narrative at some point is done? But yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, you know, just because. Especially with streaming, mm. you know, how often do we see a series that stream the, the, the episode length or half hour? Yeah. You know, you look at uh, the ones that are that do, you know, press the 40-minute, 45-minute uh, mark. Do they really, you know, could could you have edited that down mm. to be a 30-minute rather than try to fill 45? Right. right. Uh, other than Kenobi. Yeah. See, that's a good point because yeah. Kenobi feels like it's just cocaine hit. Oh, like cool. Star Wars, like it's very, very condensed into the six episodic, maybe yeah. forty-five minute kind of deal, and it does leave some threads dangling. Yeah, well, it but leaves yeah. the threads dangling in the sense that maybe there's going to be more, right? Right, or not just that, but like some characters feel like they don't really they get a, a change of heart, like on the same scene they appeared. Yeah, like there's Roken, he's like, I don't want to help you. And then five minutes later, okay, I'll help. Yeah, yeah so it does, it, it does feel like that. Yeah, yeah, it feels like, and and it's it feels fine, you know, just enjoying it as it is. But I feel like that is just it's just so like quick and just you know get into it. It's not something like X Files or like you said, you have to take a break because the episodes got too heavy. Yeah. Will that be any like? Would you say that say something today? Like a, no, 
Yeah. It's just like the, the TV shows are different, and they're even, yeah. like, structured different. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a TV show, I remember a TV show would run until it ended. <laughs> and now there's mid-season finales and, you know, yeah, mid- part, part two <laughs> and mid-season of that. And, like, what the fuck? Yeah, we have one more season of this, but it's not coming out until four years later. Right, right. What bullshit is this? <laughs> like, no, I like my TV shows that when they started... They didn't. They, 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 they ran into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's a that's a good point, especially when it like uh, I think Lucifer. Yeah. Was on broadcast and then it got canceled and it got bought by Netflix and Netflix, you know, finished it off, finished right? it off, yeah. but also capitalized on uh, that fan base that was built. And yeah. same with X Files. No, wasn't it like it ended? It like, ended, but it kind of ended in a way where it's like, is it going to come back? And and that's what they that's what they did. You know, Fox. Ordered a seven, I think it was a seven episode mini mini yeah, mini season. Yeah, the and then the the next one, which was has been the last one, was like ten or twelve episodes, something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. it's not like these, you know, twenty seven episode, one hour long episodes, uh, one hour long episodes a season. You know, that shit is insane. Yeah. Now. When you get ten, you're happy, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's ten. Like you sacrificed the goat to get to that point. Yeah. Like even like I would argue five, mm-hmm. like five episodes, and that's just twelve episodes, not some beefy twenty-four like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right? Yeah. So we would actually have a, a, that question that you posed actually has like going to be a lot more complicated to to answer, just because like back then they were very conscious of when they build the show and they structure the show mm. about getting to syndication. Mm. And then once you get into syndication, that's a whole other fucking right. conversation <laughs> yeah. to have. Yeah. But generally the rule was if you have a hundred episodes, you're eligible for, for syndication. Yeah. Yeah. But now like, how's that going to work? Is syndication really still a thing in the age of streaming? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's something that even with broadcast uh, signals, like mm-hmm. you have to have certain degrees of like, it has to be this certain format, it has to be this long, but now streaming, you can have like an hour, an episode, like Sherlock or something like yeah. that, and you, like, it doesn't, you have no restraints from the network. Exactly. Even the context matter, right? You can just put, there's going to be a violence here, be aware, and then that's <laughs> it, right? Or you can put fake violence. Or right, like even with Obi-Wan, like <laughs> Obi-Wan, when it first came out, they didn't have that warning that there's going to be stormtroopers shooting up the freaking Jedi temple, and then they added it when there's some, some backlash. Yeah. So you can't do that with network. There's no. going to be outrage up the wazoo, and then you get canceled because we can't show the show anymore. Yeah, see, that's a, that's the unfortunate thing, is like, because of watchdog groups out there, it kind of ruined the, the even cable. You know, like cable uh, doesn't have to abide by the rules that laid out by the FCC. You know, you can say fuck shit, cunt, and all you want at right. seven in the morning on cable, <laughs> but they just don't because like there's watch groups that right. that complain. Yeah, I see. You know, FCC rules are for broadcast. Yeah. And cable is a broadcast. Yeah, you make a choice when you sign your soul, you yeah. know, to get that cable contract and exactly. internet package yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a shame. I didn't know that they had. Like it's cable though; it's separate from the broadcast. Yeah, I have sphere. seen. I have seen like you've seen some some network TVs uh, networks where their programming shifts a little bit, like mm. depending on an hour of time. Like generally after ten, you know that's kind of a safe a grace period, as, <laughs> as they call it in the industry. Yeah, where you could obviously there isn't going to be like extreme anything, but right. you could you could get away with a fuck or, or a shit or a. 
goddamn it or something, you know, something yeah, that yeah. it's understandable that you have the right to do this, but kids should be asleep now, so we're not going to complain, right? That right. if you do or not, yeah, it's, it's it's such parent handholding. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're not a, we're afraid that your kid Timmy is going to stay up till ten and see an f bomb and then you'll sue us for that. Oh no! And it's like. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could literally go online and see some of the most horrific shit you could ever possibly think of. Yeah, you know, yeah, some not, of the not, most. Not that you should. Not that, well, not, well, not that obviously, not that you should. Yeah. but it's just like you see some of the most horrific sexual fucking things you could possibly imagine. You could see people get their heads cut off. You could see, but no, protect the children because somebody said fuck. Them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always got me confused, especially with these these culture wars with like comics. Mm-hmm. You know, comics are gonna, you know, back then where it was or now, the video game one. Video game, yeah. I mean, pick a card. Yeah. Music, music. Uh, books, okay, <laughs> books yeah. about science fiction, for example, right? Uh, there's always, it seems in history, that there's this watchdog that arises because either A, they don't understand it and they're afraid, or B, this is making kids think about something that they shouldn't really think about at that time and the, the parents don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, especially with like X Files. Like X Files, I'm sure, especially the heavy episodes, but. It made you think about other avenues, mm-hmm. other things going on. Like even like maybe your government is not as concise or as open as they should be. And like parents like no, that should. <laughs> yeah, well, I could see that with the like the religious groups, just because like the subject matter. If you are you know looking for aliens or stuff like that, you're kind of if there ever is an uh, uh, like an alien existence. Uh, appears to us and stuff like that and i feel like religion would ha- would be one of the first things institutions to go yeah you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everything we knew from this book you know these countless of books were all lies right yeah it's ex- it's every sci-fi especially like mass effect and mm-hmm. like star trek as soon as alien contact has been made uh, there's a like overnight Mm-hmm. Every wall, there's a purge, you know, like yeah. it's all like not real. There's aliens exist and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it is. I mean, it is what it is. We've been living in the world as it is for you know all our lives. So yeah, we can only discuss about it and highlight the the flaws in it and hope that somebody <laughs> listening would be in a position to be able to make some good and decent, honest change. Hopefully, know? those aliens listening in a hundred years. From now, yeah. the signal going on in deep space, gonna <laughs> do something. So. Exactly. Um, so I watched a couple of things actually. Hmm. I saw a movie. I went to the theater for the first time since I got Corona. Oh, nice! And uh, the rest, I just bummed it here and watched. <laughs> so there's really a, a show and a movie I want to talk about. The show is called People of Earth. Hmm. It was on TBS 2000. 16, 17, maybe like recently. Right. And uh, unfortunately, TBS is one of those. Uh, network that you know they're constantly going through new management or new presidents and stuff like that. So there, <laughs> there really isn't ever a long-standing TV show aside from like like uh, True TV would be like the Impractical Jokers, right? But there's right. constantly been a revolving door of executives <laughs> going in and out, right, you know, right. bringing on their own their own flavor and funk. And I feel like t- TBS has has been one of those. So there's been several TV shows on on that network that I've seen and I've actually enjoyed that have only got like one or two seasons. Right. So like I said, the revolving door of executives <laughs> coming in and out. It's but, a experience, you know. Yeah. But uh, People of Earth, it's on Hulu. Uh, it's essentially a, 
a journalist who gets abducted by aliens and meets up with a you know like a self help group of other uh, abdu- abductees. Right. Yeah. Like a support and, group kind of like. Yeah, and it's like it's let me see who's some like pretty. I don't want to say famous, but recognizable people who who you've seen in other shit appears in this stuff mm-hmm. in this in this um, TV show. People of Earth. Uh, ba ba as a cast. It sounds like the kind of show. It yeah. be like a famous person. Like, oh, that person's in here? Kind so of like thing. a couple people from The Office are in it. Uh, a couple people from, you know, just background shit. John H. Benjamin's in it. So oh, wow. Archer's in it. The voice of Archer oh, and Burgers <laughs> in it. Yeah, so it's starring Wyatt Sinek, uh, Luca Jones, Nassim Pedran. She comes in in the second season. Alice Switzerland. But it, it's essentially it's true, and and the whole show is based off a plot of um, that the lizard people are aliens. The aliens are lizard people, but no, there's also different types of aliens. Oh right. So they introduce like a gray, a lizard person, and a like <laughs> Jesus looking dude. Right. And then um, they want to replace humanity. Like they've been studying the group of people and. Like, they've abducted them throughout their whole life. Oh, so these, these select group of people, they've taken they have multiple, interest. Yeah, they have multiple um, uh, encounters. Okay. And it's funny because, like, there's there's a dude who's in the show who's, like, the super fan uh-huh. but hasn't been abducted. <laughs> and then he gets abducted and he's all happy about it. But then it's revealed that everybody else has been abducted multiple times. Oh. And then he gets all pissy. <laughs> They go by first. They got me like three times. Yeah. Like, oh my god. So it's it's a funny watch. It's it's silly for the sake of being silly. Uh huh. But in a genius way. So what's the the plot of it? Do they try to stop these aliens, or is it something like we're just trying to live our lives while you guys take over? Earth? Um. Well, it, it at the end of season two, it's left with like the aliens who were the ones abducting this group of people. <laughs> they kind of empathize with the with the humans. Uh huh. And they mutiny from the big master plan. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's left at that. And oh. there really is no resolution. How does it look? Is this Because I feel like it's a uh, like a sitcom not sitcom but, you know, kind of a down-to-earth kind of thing. But what do you say now? It sounds like a sci-fi, like, battle or something. Um, well, look, let me what, show you. the format? Here's the aliens. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, hold <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's very, like, indie, uh, for sure. Exactly, kind of yeah. Deal. Oh, I see. That's cool. Yeah, which um, I wish they had a resolution to it. They did. They, uh, they did. Uh-huh. No, they did. They ended it. Maybe they could have squeezed out another season or two. But sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, it's very very nuanced. Yeah, uh, I like the, the the avenue that they're exploring because like we've seen alien invasion shows. We've seen nothing where they they body interact. Snatchers. Body snatchers and yeah. stuff like that. Nothing where they interact and they they tend to. Um, not develop feelings, but, like, empathize with each other. Right. They have a dialogue. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and then the other one was this uh, Ethan Hawke movie that came out called Black Phone. Black Phone. Ring, ring. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and for horror films, as horror films go, ironically, this is probably one of the better ones I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you're a big horror guy. Yeah, to horror some extent. Your, your stick. To some extent, and which ironically is it like two of the best horror films I've seen within the last twenty years uh-huh. have both been Ethan Hawke movies. Really, what's the other one? 
Sinister. Sinister. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're raving <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah. I never remember. So it, it, it's, it's just a little like weird factoid. But um, it's, it's a period piece. It takes place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And in this little small town in Colorado, you know, kids are just being abducted. And uh, it turns out it's a, the Ethan Hawke's character, and they don't really explain what the con, what like how this kid has this ability, mm-hmm. but it it's like oh this is brutal fucking scene in the film where the <laughs> the daughter is um she talks to the police after one of the the one one kid is abducted and uh. she has a dream and she dreams about the guy in a, a black van and b- black balloons. Right. And it's it revealed that they didn't um, announce that there was, that they found black balloons at the, the spot where the kid got abducted. So they were trying to figure out like, Hey, how do you know? Right. And then the girl has dreams and it turns out sometimes they could be true. Oh, I see. I see. And then after the police talk to her dad, who, 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 whose dad is like, just be, alcoholic and terrible from the 70s the, the mom it's implied that the mom oh no it's not implied it's actually revealed that the mom killed herself so the dude is in a fucked up spot right, right. taking care of two kids right and the cops show go to talk to him we don't see exactly what they talk about but we just see him just beating the shit out of the, the little girl oh in the kitchen God. and she's screaming they're crying he's hitting her with the bell it was fucking brutal you know right so and they showed it to some just, extent, right, yeah. Well, they're they're they, creative yeah, with it. Yeah, they were creative. Oh, my God. That was just, <laughs> right. that was just oh. harsh. And then the little girl was screaming. And, like, oh, my God. It was just... <laughs> took me back. Um, but, yeah. So, it's it's a really interesting and, and um, creative angle that they that they uh, found to make a, a horror film. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen one like this where the, the boy who gets abducted is able to communicate with the past abductee. These through the black ball. Right. And they're coaching him how to like deal with the situation. Right. Which is the part that they didn't really explain. Yeah, from what I've seen on the trailer, it's kind of like a second life sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like there are games where you, you just die and then you have to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. So from what I, from the trailer, it's like these kids tried to escape or they did something. So he he's essentially reaping their experience. Yeah. Then they're telling him like how to do stuff. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, they, they call, like, something happens, and they, they call, and then, like, the, the one of the kids is like, I don't, I don't know what my name is, and then he, like, obviously, it's been, like, reported widely about kids that being abducted, so the, 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 the main dude, the main kid has some sort of knowledge about, like, past abductees, and he says, mm-hmm. is your name this? It's like, yeah, it sounds familiar, but all I know is I was a paper boy. Oh, jeez. And, and what, but see, that's the thing that they don't explain why he's able to communicate. Right. They, they say that there's only two people who hear the ringing, and one is Ethan Hawke's character, and the other is the boy's character. Right, but they don't explain the connection. They don't really explain. Two. Okay, see, that I would like to explain. Yeah. The, the connection between, like, why does this character also have shared the you know, abilities of the antagonist? Mm-hmm. What I don't really, I don't need to be explained is the whole. At how it works. Yeah. Because I feel like the why you like it as a horror film is that they leave things ambiguous or they leave mm. it open for interpretation. Yeah. Like a lot of these uh, horror films nowadays, they have to explain, like, why does Jason do this? Like, here, let me give you a backstory. Or, like, how, how does this character, what's the motivations? Or, like, what's the technology? Or how's it? Yeah, it's stuff like that. Yeah. The semantics of it all. Yeah. So it seems like a kind of movie where you get into it and 
you just you get into the world and kind of accept those. Uh, those yeah, things. you yeah. get in. I got it. like I found I was I find myself I was like fascinated about the how they were portraying the seventies. Mm-hmm. The seventies in a small town, right, right? Which was like obviously like born in the early nineties. I was. That, that that decade was long dead and gone before I ever came around. But yeah. it's it's still something where like even if you see something from like the fifties, you know, or the sixties, you get like a glimpse of what life was like. And um, I remember watching uh, being in, in class with uh, a mutual teacher of ours, a uh, scriptwriter, correct? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how one of his students was like uh, shocked and astonished that in the sixties it, it was still color. We just the black and white it was <laughs> was just how you took pictures, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's like whenever I get a glimpse of how life was like in a different era, it's always fascinating. Yeah, for me, and um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed how they it maybe had like two or three scares. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie was pretty suspenseful and it had some comedy in it. Yeah. There was, there, was this, there was this one scene where, like, the boy, the the boy who got abducted at the end was um, being bullied. Uh, and the sister runs up and just beats the shit out of it. Grabs a rock, you know? Right. And s- smack, it hits this dude in the head so hard that he probably would, like, die of brain swelling or some shit. Right. It was today, you know? And then, like, since it's uh, three against two at that point when the, the sister came in, they, like... They take the sister, they beat her up, they kick her in the face and stuff like that. So it's like it, they show this shit. So right. it's like it's an it's an a different point of view of a lifetime of a lifestyle that no longer exists. Right? Yeah, it's you know? uh, as harsh as as that sounds. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's it's an avenue that we don't really see too often, especially no. with the seventies. We just associate drugs, blow hookers, yeah, you know, gang, you know, all that stuff, and pull that car police. But uh, we don't really see it distilled. To the family, nuclear family yeah. level, sort of deal. Yeah, so it's like I don't know about like your upbringing, but like my upbringing, I wasn't necessarily like a latchkey kid. Mm. Like my 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 mom especially was very helicopter. She was very into what I was doing, but like getting bullied, that was part of the of everyday life, you know. Mm. And and seeing some seeing it represented on screen and probably at its worst. Cause like legit, there's a, there's the part where after he um, this kid gets hit in the in the head with a rock, he, lit, he sits up and the blood just starts squirt like pouring right. down his head as it should, yeah, as it should. <laughs> but like still, like holy shit, this kid needs to go to a doctor. He's sad. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done anything to that extent. But yeah, I've gotten my fair share of like fights. Yeah, and it's just adventures and shit. You're yeah. right. Yeah, especially when we were the high school we went yeah. to, where we I think Washington. That was middle school. Oh, middle school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, <laughs> fights in middle school. But, yeah, middle school, you have fights and just yeah. testosterone and just kind of, like, measuring. The, the yeah, I mean, we, we, we're we both, you know, at this point, 10 years plus out of being, like, an, in a normal, conventional, you know, public school. Yeah. So maybe the, the situation is still the same, but I just, I can't. I can't imagine it would be any any anywhere near like it was in the seventies. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, your yeah. dad's just get the, the neighbor's daughter's getting beat on by the dad, and it's like, oh, that's just how it that's is. That's how it is. Yeah. 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 But I, I do want to mention the one the one scare that got me. Mm. I liked it because it wasn't a jump scare. Oh, so the, you said there are two scares that got you. In this like, no, just one. Just one. Oh, just one. Okay, just but, one. The, but there's oh. like two or three 
decent scares. And what those are were those jump scares? Um, one of them was. We don't count jump scares. No, in this but house. one one of them was. Oh, one yeah. of them was that the the girl was um, having dreams about where the the location of her brother was, and she goes off in in the the rain on her bicycle, uh-huh. and then like thunderstorm, like loud ass thunder, and then all the the eight kids, all, all the kids who were kidnapped appear around her. Oh, God. And, like, that's the jump scare. Right. Because of the loud, loud voice. Oh, and well, playing. at least it's not something. Well, see, that's nice because it's not, you see the music, you hear the music dip. Or yeah, you hear well, a duck. Sort of. You're, it, well, it's right. in an environment where it's not out of place. Right. Well, it's better than most. It's better than most. Yeah, but the one that got me was when the first, when the kid who gets abducted first starts to talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, the camera is moving it, and then it, it's him center camera and the movie the camera pans to his left, mm-hmm. and then there's the dead, the dead boy talking to him. Oh my gosh! And that got you. That got me because oh. I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't. It was. It was like quiet. All you hear is him talking, and then the, the the sound. You like you remember that old school uh, voice, like that old school sound with the, of the voice coming out of a phone. How uh-huh. it sounded like like uh-huh. a little crunchy and stuff right, like that. Right. That's how it sounded. It wasn't like clear as day as like right. today's iPhones or shit like that. So right. it was. It was a pretty cool. The way they, they pulled it off. And I, I wasn't like, oh my God. No, I was just like, Your oh heart kind of skipped the beat. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> just it, but yeah, so I would recommend watch it. Unfortunately, uh, horror films aren't necessarily something that's too... It's kind of fringe. Mm. You know, like for those who like it, like it. Yeah. It's never really been upset. It's like the... the the redheaded stepchild of the film industry. <laughs> really, you know, these Bernie dolls in the corner. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, let's get into the show. Oh, what would you give it though? Oh, uh, what would I give it? Yeah. Probably like a seven, seven out of ten. Really? Yeah. Since the last ten years, this is the, the horror film that's actually scared you. you gave for it a me, seven for you. Yeah. Well, how what would push it to like a higher rating? Eight or nine, without spoiling things. Um, spoiling. Uh, anything that was push it i just feel like maybe the 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 script could have been a little bit a little more concise concise yeah it was just like they kind of gloss over a lot Mm. like they don't they don't really specify on what's the connection between all these kids like what's the connection between the killer and 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 the kid why can are they the only two that could hear the phone right you know why can the daughter uh dream you know, she has dreams about where the, the location of the, the, the boys are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's some plot holes that are kind of like maybe could have given it another shot. Yeah. But overall, the movie was very enjoyable and watchable. You know, it's just it's just me at this point nitpicking. Yeah, I see. I don't see it as nitpicks. I mean, I see it as something that it's valid. Yeah. I mean, you, you see these connections and you expect there to be connection or some sort of reference towards it, you know. Yeah. But, you know, oh, I see. That's good. So yeah, like a seven, seven point five. But like the difference between the like Sinister, which came out in two thousand nine, and this one is that the tone of the film once it gets going, it gets going. Like there's, it gets creepy. There's, I mean, you guess you could call them jump scares, but that's not really the point of it. But it's like the way they figured out how to make a a new, refreshing, you know, horror film was fantastic for that film and this one it kind of falls a little short of that but not to the extent where it's like it falls into the pile of any fucking horror movie that comes out right around. jump scare film yeah like all these oh yeah i see yeah because so. sinister was one that they were seeing with the camera 
and there's no sound either. It's just kind of like visuals. And it yeah. Kind of you out, so. Yeah. Well, he finds the footage of how the, the all the other families were murdered, and right. he's watching it. And yeah. So that kind of gives you a and then, but what makes it even creepier is that the more times he watches it, he notices other shit that's going on in the background. Right. Right. So, I see. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, uh, <laughs> we should watch it for Halloween. Oh my gosh. I'm down. I'll okay. scream. That's great. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, some of the newses. So we've had a about what's 14 year reign of well, not even reign, but the Dark Knight. Yes, Dark Knight. The you know seminal, seminal, seminal. Yeah, the seminal uh, comic book superhero movie that redefined the genre. Mm-hmm. You could say. You know, Christopher Nolan did a fantastic job from bringing, bringing a, a the Cape Crusader into the real world and expanding the 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 actual universe within itself. You know, yeah. like you say what you will about the film, but that was really <laughs> the first to do that. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. and it also defined DC. Yeah, give or take, good or bad. Well, did, not just DC, but Marvel as well. Did it? I kind of think so. Because I feel like DC tried to copy <laughs> Nolan stuff. But no, you're, you're true. That's right because the, I don't think Marvel saw where their Marvel comics would go until yeah, the Dark Knight, or you could do with it. Exactly. I, I don't think they they learned it yet. But well, at, at that time it was Iron Man had just come out as well, mm-hmm. so they had an idea what they were doing, but they just didn't know to the to what lengths they could take it to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, in that sense, yeah, it redefined what the MCU was going to be at the end. Well, it opened, like, what's possible. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. But now we have this fucking psychotically obsessed actor with a film that came out 25, 40 years ago at this point <laughs> that decided to finally make a sequel that's going to topple the film. I was still like Christian Bale. <laughs> no, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tom no, Cruise. No, I After... Uh, what, 40-something years or something? Yeah, 86? 86. 86, 87. So 150 years passed. <laughs> <laughs> and Maverick Top Gun is going to uh, bump uh, the Dark Knight and which one was the other one? Uh, I think a Marvel film. Minions or something? something. It's going to bump out two films from the, from the top 10 of highest grossing films of all time, right? Yeah. 13, 15, maybe? Yeah, like 13. That. Yeah. Which, how do you feel about that? Um, Happy, ecstatic, elated? Uh, I feel not ex- like excited. It's not exactly. like... <laughs> as long as it doesn't come for your Transformers. Right, right. no, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, top of Transformers, that classic art form. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's natural. Yeah. Yeah, it's natural. Because especially Dark Knight, it's uh, something that's fixated during that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're a different mindset. We're from there to here. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to Top Gun Maverick, uh, they're able to like see what was wrong a lot with the original Top Gun, and you know, bring it into more contemporary times while balancing like a narrative and stuff like that. How many rewrites do you think that the Top Gun wow. edit script went through? A lot. A lot. Uh, I would imagine a lot. I even I read that. Uh, they did use because in the movie they don't use uh, fifth generation fighters you know like mm. the F-22 and the F-35 they used the old ones like the F-A-18 F-A-14 or I think uh, the, the super Tomcat because it was like narrative wise it didn't make sense because they would be more overpowered you know 
that yeah. stealth fighters and like fifth generation era. Yeah, the technology has has advanced so much to the point where their script wouldn't make sense if set in today's time. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know when in the process that you know shifted because I hear I heard back in the day it was drones. Yeah, was the main baddie, and now it's like it's something else. And yeah. well, then some some probably like fucked up. Super soldier genetic, like, <laughs> or Europe, yeah, or some sort of Islamic state, like a, a fucking RoboCop on the screen, on the battlefield. I, the shit. Thing, I think I remember that. Like, <laughs> Top Cruise is getting mad at drones or something, but yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's natural, yeah. yeah. I guess that that's the best way to sum it up, you know, like you can't expect these movies to be uh. At the point, especially now, where you know every movie that comes out seems to make you know crack the five hundred dollar, five hundred million dollar yeah, no box office. So yeah. it was only really a matter of time. Like now, they, I feel like movies are being made with the sole purpose of wanting to make you know five hundred million plus uh, at box office, even though they're you know <laughs> they spend one hundred twenty mil on on. Uh, the, the product, you know, so like they're always expecting a whole lot more. Right, right, yeah. It's um, as much as the gatekeepers like Scorsese and Spielberg and stuff like that. There is a, an argument to be said about uh, those films being pushed as money makers. Yeah. On, on the one hand, uh, you have Spielberg, who Spielberg and Lucas, mm. like you know the the Godfather, not Godfather, but you know those those people who made the the blockbuster. Yeah. You know, Jaws and stuff like that. They Star made Wars. It, it started, They didn't make it to make millions. They right. made it because they wanted to make a movie. Yeah, and then also the climate of the people at that time, you know, like, it's, they were so starved with entertainment where <laughs> they lined up uh, around the block for a movie that was going to be in theaters for two and a half years. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. But now it's expected. Yeah. Like, to see a Marvel film or a DC film, you have to, you know, be there at opening night. You have to be there in line. Well, I though, don't. Yeah. Right. I am. Um, you do. you just and you just happen to just be there all the, all the time, right? Man. Yeah, but it seems like that's the price of admission. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I mean, if it's a Marvel or a DC film, you have to get hyped up about it. Do Even you? Though, yeah, well, you have to <laughs> if you're a real fan. See, that's yeah, the thing. Like, I don't. Like, I don't. Like, I can live with that because for me, I don't feel it until the opening week. Yeah, right? you know, I give me trailers, give me whatever clips. I don't feel anything. Until you know, I'm there. And the well, I feel like that depends on the film, right? Because I've I've seen we've we've been oh, friends Lord. for we've been friends <laughs> for a long time now, and I've seen you go through phases where you do not want to know anything about anything about a movie, upcoming movie. So I've seen you I've seen you go through that. So I feel like it more depends on the type of film, okay, right? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like the big one that's now coming up is Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'm watching it in. Uh, uh, the opening weekend is mainly because we have a show to do, so we need content. And And I loved Thor Ragnarok. Yes. So I'm I'm excited to see how Taika continues that story, how they're going to, you know, introduce the the Lady Thor uh, character, and how they're going to con- and have maybe give up on on the Crimson Sword Thor. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I feel like that's probably where we're gonna get headed to. As much as I want to say, it, it's there. They have to make more stuff. But you make a great point. Yeah. Taika Waititi and the show yeah. is a great, um, great selling point. Yeah. Right? To me, it's not knowing what's gonna happen. 
Yeah. Like, as I, I don't know Thor. I don't know. I know the like how Lady Thor gets her powers, but I want to see how uh, they change that up for that medium. Yeah, how they interpret that storyline. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So it's like there are external factors for me outside of just being a fanboy. Yeah. You know, like uh, obviously, if it's Star Wars, I'm gonna watch it. Well, see, that's the thing. I would I would have said I, I wanted to watch it uh, the weekend of, uh-huh. but I kind of feel a little burned. Yeah. From the you know the last go around. <laughs> that's so, fair. So I mean, it's still movies that uh, uh, benefit watching in the theater just because of the nature of the movie. But is it necessarily for me at least to watch it opening day, opening weekend? Probably not. Yeah. To watch it the week after or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Where there's less people and I don't have to worry about getting corona again. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, like what you were saying, like there's those gatekeepers out there. Christopher Walken mm. talking about uh, MCU. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. The Walken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't have a Christopher Walken impression, right? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, he was asked about what he thought of, uh, of about some movie and somehow it, it made the conversation to the MCU you know kind of a little echoing what Scorsese said a few years ago about how these movies aren't necessarily art anymore mm-hmm. but I feel like Christopher Walken's response was a lot more grounded logical logical yeah, yeah. surprising for Christopher Walken <laughs> well yeah I mean Christopher Walken is known as a one of the crazier dudes <laughs> right? one of the old school crazier dudes but right. he was basically saying like hey uh, you know these movies can some can have the argument of, of being art, but what he's more upset about is that how you know the ba- the budgets for these movies are so massive that you could easily fund you know ten to twelve films for what it costs to make one Marvel movie. Right, right, yeah, yeah and that's that's a great uh, point of view because mm-hmm. I mean, Scorsese and uh, Spielberg and you know all of the gatekeepers, it's uh, their Marvel or DC you know superhero genres infringing on their interpretation of film yeah right but the thing is when what gave rise to the superhero film it feels like it's it's easier connectable within the audience there's a fan base mm-hmm. as much as in the comics and then um it's spectacle right? yeah so there's a lot of avenues that indie films cannot do right especially when it comes to like you know getting audience claim mm-hmm. right you can't you know have something that's a that's super artsy for an hour and some change and then say a Marvel film where there's explosions, maybe some character development and some um, sort of connection to like comics and stuff like that where you can continue that, that journey. Yeah, I feel like the, the, the nature of having a theatrical release, you know, watching something on a gigantic screen plays more in line with what the spectacle of a you know, typical MCU film is or a right. typical uh, Star Wars film just because... You know, there, there are, you know, big explosions, big, arc, beautiful arcing shots and stuff like that, that watching it on the big screen makes a lot more sense than, you know, the super indie drama where it's, right. it's like a foreign film or some shit, you know, where yeah. it's like, okay, you could have probably just waited to watch <laughs> at home, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's difficult to make a movie. I mean, yeah. what's Walken brings to light is the difficulty on how to get funded. Exactly. Or how to, you know, picture... Like, The Irishman, I think Scorsese went to multiple studios and Netflix was like, all right, we'll buy it. Yeah, and that's Netflix, Scorsese. That's Scorsese. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, people trying to start off and then they're giving, like, Taika, right? She did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which was a very meager uh, budget, but it, like, quadrupled yeah, how much up. it was. Right. 
So you give uh, a not known actor Thor: Love and Thunder, and uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Ragnarok. Yeah, he's gonna jump to it. Yeah. Right. So do you think how would we want to or not us because you know, <laughs> what do we say? But the, like the studios, how would they mitigate that? Should they have like in the old old days of like um, dimension films or mm-hmm. those other indie you know more more smaller time production companies where they do focus on the, on the smaller independent-esque type film rather than the big budget. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should still be doing that or do you think those days are just long gone? They, they should still be doing that. Expect, De- I mean, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely, but I don't... Yeah, it's something that... It's a rite of passage at this point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Everyone who's coming out of a film school or someone who's watched YouTube videos on how to you know frame a shot or how to edit a scene um, have to start somewhere and that's not always going to start from the big budget. No, there always has to be like even clerks as much as a critical acclaim. Oh, critical acclaim, but it's a cult classic. Yeah, because of just how much passion and like even Star Wars. I think the prequels, right, were technically indie films because mm-hmm. they because they didn't have a big budget studio to you know pedal it for them. Yeah, right. So it's something that there's a certain passion that comes with you know choosing to feed your crew or choosing to get that shot and you know there's something that that um, there's a struggle. Urgency. The struggle the that struggle. gives birth to creativity. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a struggle that uh, you know the small time independent. See, but like independent has a con like its own connotation. But technically, I guess technically it could be independent. But I, I mean that more of like a broader term, mm-hmm. like the the filmmakers that they have to you know not necessarily have to, but like they that they all go through. Whereas like we only have uh, enough time to shoot this in you know. X amount of time, so let's not go over budget. Uh, I, I I can't afford to hire like an audio person and a videographer, so I'm gonna do both. You know that type of shit. Right. So they kind of get in. Say, <laughs> but I kind of also feel like that's a detriment to to them as well. It is because they don't. They feel like they don't want to open the doors and and you know bring somebody else in, muddy the waters and stuff like that. So right. there's there's this there seems to be like this this crossing points where we're at where like on this path we have to continue we, we continue all we're ever going to get in theaters is you know these big gigantic huge budgeted movies marvel movies and stuff like that and the other one is are we going to uh continue to or not but like start funneling in more of the resources to help you know the more independent filmmaker to thrive yeah it's you have to play the game yeah yeah as much as when it comes to indie films, that's why streaming, I don't know why some, I, I think there's one who didn't like Netflix. I think it was Spielberg or someone who talked trash about Netflix. Yeah, well, they but probably all did. There's, yeah, <laughs> somewhere. But the thing with streaming is, is that they can bank on your name. A name like Scorsese makes waves when it comes to Netflix or Amazon or, uh, you know, all these uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock. <laughs> yeah, because like these, these directors are synonymous with you know great films right and it's more it's more reaching so i feel like indies should be more on the streaming services just yeah. because it reaches exploit so that exploit that yeah. exactly because would you rather go to say paramount nbc and like universal to try to make your movie or just go to netflix where they need content yeah right so at least 
even though they need content and need, you know like something to show at least you can put that on your resume like oh i've had this views i've had and made this much money on netflix yeah but that's the struggle is getting experience in the industry to show other people that you have experience in it exactly but uh, again but then there's also that conversation of you know, if they do want to go for awards, they have to have a theatrical release, especially with the Academy Awards. Yeah, but is that something that you go and do with, with film? Like, you're going to make a movie because you want an award or because you want your story? There are those people who, who do do that. Exactly. Or like, have the start, they start off with the mindset of, this is going to win me an Oscar, or this yeah. is going to win me this, or I'm yeah. going to do the, the, the award circuit with this. Like, <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do, I guess, like, nobody falls into winning an Oscar, you know, it's not right. an accident. Right, and, and Scorsese was guilty of that. Yeah. Like, he, he was basically, when I, I don't know which Marvel film was out, I think it was, like, Eternals. Probably. But uh, he was like, well, why, how come Eternals gets awards and I don't? Like, that kind of mindset. And yeah, but see, okay, so then, do you think, like, there's ever going to be an MCU Star Wars or that win, like, Best Picture? No. No. no it's always no. going to be, like, the visual effects or sound editing. Visual effects or sound editing because, uh, not just because it's kind of rigged. Yeah. Because it's all voted and they've been on the board for, like, 10 years or something like yeah. that. But it's, uh, MCU and the DC don't feel like there's balance with the narratives and, like, the theatrics. And yeah. they, they're always, something suffers and it's obvious. Or it's something that the narrative is is too uh, broadcasting. Like, of course, the good guys can win. Yeah. Like, what else do you need to think about? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's also the the the, con- the, the side of the conversation where you know on DC side it has two a- Oscars for for acting. Well, <laughs> that's not on a Batman property. Like Joker. Uh, well, well, DC for and MCU. Jokers. I'm thinking like you know those broad yeah. like Black Adam. Yeah. But there's always that indie side of DC. With yeah. the Joker, the Batman, uh, I don't know how the Batman two and the Joker two are going to work out because that's kind of like that's the franchise singing in the rain, right? <laughs> that's the franchise. Like DC, like okay, we can make you into a franchise, sort of. Thing. Yeah, but you're right. It's something that uh, they're given enough leeway to experiment with it, and mm-hmm. then the, I feel like the MCU. Uh, I don't. I feel like that's Sony's side now because Sony doesn't is not restricted with you know the the grand image. They can do whatever yeah. they want. With like Spider Man, did Logan win any any of the major awards? That's true. That's right. Logan, I remember right? it was it was nominated for something. I but think I it was nominated, but Logan again, it's another indie ish yeah. film because it is based on a property, but that's not the focus. No, it's the characters. Yeah. So do you think like for for the 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 superhero genre for it to start winning some serious you know clout, mm-hmm. making some serious uh, changes within the industry itself? Because honestly, that's what that's what's going to happen. You know, the reason why they introduced a fan favorite award in the this year's was because there there are a bunch of these films that come out and they don't get they don't get nominated for anything serious. Right. You know? So right. I feel like does does the avenue for them to legitimize their the, the genre is it going to be the indie route? Like you have like a Joker, you know, like an artsy film version, like like the Joker was, or mm. like that. You know, super realistic, super surreal uh, take on on Logan. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I want to say a little bit both. That's little always little. where I go for <laughs> because right down the middle. Right, just right down. There's the no waves on either side. <laughs> right down, right down the middle. <laughs> you, you do bring a good point because uh, some would argue that Dark Knight isn't a superhero film. It's something that's. Is, I, you're giving me that face, and and there is an argument because 
it's it's very suspenseful and it's it's in its its genre on its own. Yeah. Same with Logan, right? Mm-hmm. There's not really these uh, epic one-on-one battles. Logan's struggling with alcoholism, and uh, Doctor Xavier has dementia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something, and, and you're it's you can bring it into the little more darker realm and be a little bit more realistic. But I feel like that's pandering at this point. Like you don't have to make every character like a Logan. Or a uh, Dark Knight. No. You just have to take that character and, dare I say, dumb him down from the blockbuster. Don't make it about explosions or the spectacle. Make it about something that is more grounded and human. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, Ant-Man or even the Wonder Twins. They don't have to be doing blow (laughs) and like one that's OD'd in the, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's something like, like, again, I bring up Taika with TV. Because some, Jojo Rabbit is a, a, the whole World War II Germany. It's yeah. such a, a heavy concept, but he makes it fun until it doesn't have to be. Oh, my God, yeah. Right. So you can do that with, um, if you can try, with some of the Marvel characters and arguably DC characters that are not part of the Batman realm. Yeah. I would like to see that a take of that uh, with Magneto. Yeah. Definitely, That would, right? that would be a, a good one to, like, you know, gr- bring... Excuse me. Bring to some sort of grounded reality and explore, I guess, the dark side, hey, like the tragedy of Magneto. True, or you can <laughs> even do what it was in the seventies with the racial tension of mutants. Mutants yeah. were essentially another species. You can even follow that aspect of it all. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be like have these huge. You know, he's lifting up a coliseum and he's gonna throw rocks at you. Like, no, there's something basically human. Yeah, base human base, a human struggle that we right. can all connect to. Right. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's just it feels like because you know Joker and the Dark Knight have have become synonymous with grounded uh, versions of a character, but they're both like super dark. Yeah. So can can there be something that that breaks from that that archetype? Where if you do want to, you know, make uh, an award-worthy movie or performance, you're going to have to, you know, strip everything away to its bare bones, bring it into reality, and just have it be as fucking dark as it could possibly be. It's, it's going to be a tightrope. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Or can make it levity. Like, have like it, for, have it be fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's, it's like Nazi Germany. Uh, how can, yeah. can you laugh at something that's then then... But I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about... Not not having to be, you know, right. we find out the mom died at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like yeah. a like a real world real world static shock. Yeah. It wins yeah. a bunch of awards. That's the idea I didn't really think about, right? I mean yeah. Top Gun Maverick is about to overcome Dark Knight. I mean yeah. anything's possible at this point. But is is you know, when twenty th- twenty twenty three comes around, are we gonna be like Parading Tom Cruise up and down the the the, the award circuit. Well, less than Tom Cruise and, and more of uh, taking a forty year old narrative and bringing it into a more contemporary feel. Yeah. If something like comics that's been here for since the forties, you can bring something like that into a more contemporary without jeopardizing um, spectacle. Yeah. Like they're 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 uh, teasing a Doctor Doom. Mm. I feel like that's a character that's because it's so, you know, pivotal at one point in the comics, especially, was very, felt like everybody was trying to fight Dr. Doom. <laughs> um, but because his, his backstory is also, like, pretty tragic. Yeah. Do you think, like, bringing him into 
into a grounded reality with the, uh, the uh, obviously the tragic background, the tragic uh, set of of the of the film. But would that be like an award worthy like like the MCU's response to the Joker? To the Joker? Oh, yeah. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. No, that'd be hard. Yeah. Just because uh, Doctor Doom is like it has those connotations. Yeah. Right? He's a superhero, but not like anti-hero, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I would see like Moon Knight. Moon Knight? Something more grounded like that. Yeah, because Moon Knight, at least, the TV show focused on what made him Moon Knight rather than, you know, his actions as Moon Knight. Fuck, what about, um, hmm. I'm always blanking on this goddamn character's <laughs> name. Johnny Blaze. Jo- Johnny Storm? No, not Johnny Storm. Oh, uh, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, right. What about Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. <laughs> You're picking, like, supernatural, like, very... Mm-hmm. Cosmic entities. Well, I'm thinking about characters that have like some sort of a tragic backstory. A tragic backstory. Where we could tap into that reality. No, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Something that Ghost Rider. Johnny Castle? Oh, John Castle. Oh, uh, Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Punisher. Yeah, like Punisher. Yeah. Well, Punisher is like the go to <laughs> tragedy of like his family got killed. Uh, no, less than Punisher, but more. Frank Castle. Ghost Frank Castle. Castle. Yeah, yeah, Frank, Frank Castle. Castle. More of a. Yeah, that's a good point with Ghost Rider because it's, you could focus on he can't help it. Yeah. Right? And to the point where he has to, like, pen and stare a loved one. Ex- yeah. Right? And he can't... Because you could, you could lean on the idea that he can't control becoming Ghost Rider. Yeah. It's only in the presence of evil. And what if the presence of evil is a loved one? Yeah. Or something like it's that. like that one story that, like, the, the ancient mythology, like Greek mythology or something, might be some, some other mythology that was like... <laughs> He wishes that everything he touches could turn uh, to gold. King Midas. King Midas, gold. exactly. Gold. gold. And then he touches his loved ones. Yeah, and he touches his loved ones. Yeah. So something tragic like that, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Gold. Are you listening, Disney? Like, yeah. There's your, there's your <laughs> Oscar. If you have someone who uh, who can, like, uh, the like director for Joker. Oh, oh I mean, Todd no. Phillips? <laughs> someone who, uh, who can bring that character into a more grounded, but without, but with also Lenny Creed. Would you do the... The flaming head or not? Oh, uh, yeah, I would. You would? Yeah, I would. I would, but I would make it something that is less like, oh, this is epic. And more yeah. like, oh, no, don't do it. Please yeah. don't. Like, but see, like, to, to keep it in the reality, in the grounded reality, you would really only have to, you would, you would have to limit yourself to do it once. Yeah. I mean, the Joker became the Joker once at yeah. the end. But it was, it was kind of like... Like that, he was dancing with the makeup. Yeah, and shit yeah, and so, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. He was a clown as well, so right. you saw him in the makeup throughout That's throughout true. the film. But I'm yeah. talking about like maybe you see it once, but like as a like in the backdrop, or you know, like there's a reaction shot, and then all of a sudden it, everything turns bright because his head's on fire. <laughs> but then at the end, when he has to do the penance stare on the loved one or something, then have it be like where yeah. you only see it on screen once. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Something that. Uh, you could, uh, as much as I loved it, I, I feel like something more grounded, like the Joker and the Batman, is going to win over even that. Yeah. Just because the the subject matter for the Joker, you can make they they're still making comic books on it. Yeah. Or novels well, or well, it'd be would it would it be because the DC characters to some extent do seem to be a little more grounded. Well, you know, the Marvel tends to be like fantastical, like a guy builds a spacesuit, like essentially a spacesuit that can mm-hmm. go an Iron Man. The dude turns to fire, you know, dude stretches or <laughs> right, dude right. gets bit by a, a spider. Right. And has, <laughs> a spider, a, a dude's spider made one. out of stone. Dude's made out of stone. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's not as much as fantastical, no. more of a inspirational. 
uh-huh. because a lot of the characters start as as human, fight their demons, yeah. and then become you know reborn into these characters. Yeah, the 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 what's it called? The power isn't thrusted onto them. Right, and it's the same with Batman. Right, the, he was for he was not thrusted into it, but you know. His parents he thrusted are... thrusted it onto himself. <laughs> right, yeah. His parents are a circumstance of Gotham, and therefore he wants to, you know, he takes the mantle of Batman to be that that which the villains fear, or yeah. the criminals fear. Yeah. Right, so I feel like uh, there is... A, the Marvel films are, are meant to uplift, whereas uh, the... Especially when it comes to Batman, is meant to, like, I guess, bond with. Yeah. Because what would you do given the resources, N- not do that, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, given the, that, you know, the reason that it made such a psychological impact on you that you decided to put on a bat suit and fight crime. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it feels like the Batman rogues gallery have, has those um, strategies. Like even with like, you know, uh, like Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn or Mr. Freeze for that matter. But I don't see that with like Superman or a Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, like, my whole thing with, with DC was always, especially with Batman, mm. is, like, the reason why, the way I see it, the reason why Batman is such a beloved character, and, well, at least to me, is that you have a, a normal man, a normal human, like, well, maybe not like you and I, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> he's born. Yeah, he's human, born. He's, right? He came, came out, out of the JJ. Yeah, of the JJ, exactly. <laughs> he came out of a woman's hoo-ha. And, um... But he's able to stand with gods and not just stand with them, but in some cases be better than them. Right. <laughs> so there, there is this like super fantastical mythology within these characters. And, and like, like, like DC, unlike a, a Marvel, there are essentially all of them are basically gods. Right. You know, right. Gods that have, you know, everyday basic human uh, problems as well. But I feel like. I don't know, does, does that lend itself to be have more of like the artsy filmmaking rather than, you know, somebody who's thrusted upon uh, the greatness like in the Marvel characters usually are? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to Batman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, yeah, Batman. Well, well, well the, yeah, yeah, Batman. Yeah. Right, yeah, it does. Because when it comes to MCU, uh, other than, you know, those dark, like, say, uh, Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or uh, the minor character right, the B minor, team right the B, the B team. squad <laughs> right yeah, so there's like you have the B team and the C team arguably maybe the C team as well and then you have Batman who's, who's amongst the gods yeah right? How, but the ones who are amongst the gods are like Iron Man Captain America and you can't really make those um, you know the B team narrative yeah while being on the A team yeah I, I don't I don't I don't see that too much like Moon Knight obviously comes in my Ghost Rider comes in Blade yeah. To some extent, maybe Jessica Jones. Blade. I think Blade would be a good one. Yeah, or Daredevil. But then these aren't. This is the not the eighteen. No, but Batman is. Yeah. So he's in a he's in a weird position where he's he's one of those. He's the part of the Holy Trinity, but also he has that grounded history and narrative. Yeah. And his his Rose Gallery mirrored that. I mean, the Joker. Yeah. The Joker. Like he, if whatever lore you want to go with, he's just a, a comedian trying to make it in Gotham City. Like, what's not? relatable with that <laughs> yeah. or a thief who he's pushed to be a thief and is wronged by Batman and decides to uh, you know uh, make him revenge. the joke revenge yeah right? see like it's, I mean we gotta have this conversation until the <laughs> fucking sun goes down and still not even scratch the surface but it's just like for me that was always what attracted me of, of the character is like the character especially like thinking the, the mind that he has for Batman I'm saying 
Like you see in, in the in the 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 the, the comic and then the movie Doom, Justice League Doom. Yeah. Where you know all the team gets compromised by methods devised by Batman. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, clearly he's fucking insane, and I love him for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and what's even more is that he, he trusts League too. Yeah. Like, you know, like well, you didn't make you you didn't make a contingency for yourself. Like that's no, what, that's yeah, what you guys that's are what you guys are here for. Yeah. Right. And it's. it's <laughs> It's something like that that's awe-inspiring but also relatable because, mm-hmm. again, he began as a human. Yeah. He can become that sort of ideal, or at least in what we uh, yeah. strive and, to be. Yeah, and you think about all the crazy shit that like uh, the writers have written him where <laughs> it only fits that character. You know, like uh, Brock of Ages, uh, Grant Morrison writes that he was kidnapped by uh, the, the minions, uh, Dark Side's minions. And the Saad was like one of a uh, dark side's generals, and you know, like what uh, was the name? The Maw. Oh, oh, the Maw. Yeah, um, Maw from um, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, right, right, right. The Maw, right. The Maw. Yeah, like essentially that counterpart. But uh-huh. because Batman's main mind was so well trained and fortified, he broke. Uh, the sod. Right. <laughs> so, like, who does that shit? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's like leaning into his, his mythological godhood. That yeah. Right? He's someone who can break an alien general who's seen, you know, billions of planets burn. Yeah, a conqueror. Right, conqueror. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this dude from Earth. <laughs> this dude from yeah. Earth with daddy with a, well, I guess, parent issues. Parent issues. You're right, yeah. parent issues and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't see that in MCU too. No. Well, like, they try to do that with uh, Robert Downey Jr., with uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, but Tony Stark's story is more, it's like, yeah, you, you did it kind of thing. But he doesn't stay no. as that. No, it's, and then, yeah. like, I feel like Tony Stark, the nature of that character is a lot more self-centered. Mm. Like, you, he, he's, he's basking in what yeah. he is. Yeah, there's even storylines where he, like, that goes over. And yeah. he becomes evil because he's basking. Yeah, that's uh. Do you want to talk video games? Let's do it. Oh, All right. I know. <laughs> well, I was gonna like try to, but okay. So both of us huge fans of the God of War franchise. Oh yes. And there has been a lot of rumblings, a lot of uh, you know rumors about whether or not the release of the God of War Ragnarok is uh, delayed. Is it on schedule? What's happening? And by all accounts, it's it's on track, right? Yeah. Which kind of worries me. No way. Because I would much rather have a late game that's finished rather than oh. a game that's on time and not finished. I see, I see. Yeah. So if it if it's like if it feels like well, all the the you know the hearsay, it's making it sound like they're in a hurry to finish to mm-hmm. meet the deadline. Right. It's like guys, just hang back a little bit. You know, who cares? Have it come out early, early twenty twenty three. You know. Yeah, early twenty three, like. General, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's something that uh, there are rumblings that we don't we don't know if it's either pushed back or well, it got pushed back already once, right? right? It was once. supposed to come out what early September, but now it's mid to late October, right? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it did get pushed back once, and arguably you want to say that, and maybe they're still working on it. But yeah, there is that underlining suspicion. Yeah, hopefully, it, if it is pushed out, it'll be. Like half baked, mm-hmm. sort of thing. We don't like half baked. Well, um, for sure, it's not going to be like 
at fifty percent done. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. would. I would much rather want a game that's a hundred percent rather than like nine, even ninety. Right, right. There might be quality of life issues or just bugs. Bugs, bugs that yeah. fall through the cracks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they did release a bunch of information on like the the more deluxe versions of the game, mm. which is pretty cool. You know, there's two versions. One that's like the the normal deluxe edition. And the other is like some sort of mythology word del- edition, you know? <laughs> the mythology right? Word, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, they come with Thor's hammer, one to one, a one to one replica, which is surprising. Yeah, like how big is that thing going to be? Like I was hoping for like a keychain. <laughs> that's what you first said, <laughs> like, like a, a Thor's hammer keychain. Yeah, like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, well, it was like. Like, you were, we were having this conversation before we started recording. Like, there's some stuff that you're probably going to want to start getting rid of, right? Right. To, like, make space. So, yeah. if you have a one-to-one ratio exact <laughs> replica of Molnir, where the fuck are you going to put that thing? Yeah. I, 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 really, I, I barely have space for my Infinity Gauntlet that I have on, like, my bookcase. And yeah. there's not enough space for anything in me. Yeah. So, it's it's just... It's it's weird. It, well, I mean, it's cool. It. I, I yes, I want to get it. It's cool as fuck. I've never really bought a, like a special edition of a game. Really? It's just it just didn't really seem well. Maybe because I was also broke, but it didn't really <laughs> seem worth it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew that before. I had all the collectibles in my closet. No where to put them. No where. To, what about what if you do like a yard sale? A yard sale? Hell no. Maybe we can get some bucks out. Some then, bucks out. That's true. It. But no. <laughs> but get a storage bin then yeah then yes yeah <laughs> yeah how first world is it where we have to complain about a lack of collectibles of collectibles <laughs> or just things in general I have so many things I need to get a room to hold my things yeah it's very first world I mean right now there's a country being invaded and we're over here just <laughs> talking about needing a, uh, an extra storage bin or something so <laughs> yay us I guess Um, but yeah so yeah I remember I remember there was like special editions where they would come in like a tin can like the game would be like in this tin can and stuff like that or or they would have like a special edition guitar for like Guitar Hero or something you know Yeah. so that never really got my attention but like hey now I got some cash and why not yeah yeah, why not I mean I'm looking around your studio and it's fairly studio. Boring. Come on, it's that's a that's a, a <laughs> that's stretching it. Uh, it's, but it's fairly it's a study at least. It's a study. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunities to have collectibles. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunity where if I had the money, I would have already like done that shit. I wanted to put down a rug, put up a TV, yeah, put yeah. like a little shelfing, like to put like I have a, a tote box. That's our Nestle. That's our Nestle season right next to. That's just a bunch of trinkets and crap. <laughs> trinkets. I mean, it's it's stuff yeah, yeah. like I have all of our uh, Comic Con uh, hall passes, like yeah. press passes. I have them. So I mean, that's a, a, a cool, fun memory that I, w- I would like to keep. And it's transition too. Yeah. You have the original one. It used to be called Kamikaze. Kamikaze. Right, and then like uh, Stanley's Comic Con, and then and the Comic Con. Yeah, towards the end. Uh, yeah, but then there's also another fucking ridiculously nonsense. Fucking, <laughs> I'm even pissed off that, I'm, that we're going to talk about it. But the long and common practice of, you know, poning an opponent, if you want to use the lexicon of back then. The kids? Oh, back then. Yeah, back the then. kids still say pony. 
Well, that's when really it started blowing up, right? Yeah. Like that terminology. Yeah. Um, for those of you who know, have been experienced, uh, been a reciprocant or a perpetrator <laughs> of the common tradition known as teabagging. Teabagging. You know, for those of you who don't know, in uh, typically f- typical first-person shooter games, once you kill an opponent, you quickly run up to them and start crouching down as quickly as, quickly as possible, as humanly possible, as you possibly can, and and and, and the motion makes it look like you're teabagging somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very quaint. That's very, that's very quaint. Very quaint. Very eloquent way to 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 describe <laughs> that. Um, but just like in anything, there's a subset of morons that are pissed off at you know even shit that's fake. Yeah, and they're trying to make the argument that that should be considered as sexual assault. Sexual assault, not even harassment. Not even harassment. In in a made-up world where right. you're playing a violent video game where you kill somebody, right? going up to them and teabagging them is crossing the line. Right. <laughs> you, know, all, you know, all things you can do, you know, kill children, burn yeah. the house down, you know, God forbid that, but teabagging. Teabagging is where you know, people where want. That's where you draw the line, man. It's, oh, my God. It's, it's just the dumbest thing ever. It's like, how... What out there? Have you fixed everything in the world? Have you fixed everything <laughs> in your life where you you feel like the next step is to to try to conquer teabagging or like fucking idiot culture, like video game culture, online culture? Like yeah, what? yeah. How much free time does one person have? Yeah, to... like I remember, I haven't played an online game in a long time, but I distinctly remember like if you weren't getting cussed out by like a ten year old telling you the most <laughs> horrific shit. About and then how many times he fucked your mom? Right. Are, are you even a gamer? Like, <laughs> you know. Right, right. It's a rite of passage, isn't it? It's very much so. Where it's like there's there's a certain amount of of expectations you should have, uh, especially playing a video, being video game gamers. Where one is somebody's gonna fuck your mom. They're gonna tell you that without a doubt. And the other one is you're going to be teabagged. Right. Or you're gonna be doing the teabagging. Yeah, and I feel like that's an, a fun way that that the the gamer, the online gamers, have came up with to like as a teasing, you know, type. Of, it's it's just basic like shooting the shit stuff. Right, right. It's very within the realm of gaming, and it's something like you know getting cursed out or poning, you know, or emoting over somebody. It's a teabagging is just a way to say, hey, I'm better than you. Exactly. In a video game, In you know, what game. would you want? Would you like te- the virtual teabagging? Or someone, you know, going to a house and stabbing someone. Yeah. I mean, what's well, talk about talk about virtual now that we're going getting to AR and VR. Oh, right. How's the teabagging going to work? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I forgot what, uh, it was a meta, I think, when they started testing the meta VR, yes. Yeah. And uh, the first thing was that uh, people kept touching virtual characters. <laughs> so like, yeah. one kept grabbing like virtual characters like butts and stuff like that. So to the point where they had to remove that. So they're just yeah. floating torsos. Oh my god! Around. Yeah, I mean, like, and and that's just human nature, right? There's a reason why uh, technology, especially film technology, is led by the porn industry. Yeah, you know, like people <laughs> are gonna figure out one way or another to do some real pervy shit, and like as long as they're not hurting anybody. Um, whatever you know, do yeah. you do you? Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. when you start to like start infringing in the way that people's attitude is something that's been commonly uh, agreed upon or accepted, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Because like 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 we said before, like 
people say some of the most horrific shit you could possibly think of on while you're playing video games, you know? And it comes out from, like, from, like, a 12-year-old. Right, yeah, like, how did you even get this game? It's exactly, rated, it's, it's rated, rated M, what the right. fuck? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's such, it's, it's, I don't know if there's a term, but we've seen this in industries before, you know, mm-hmm. with the comic code, with, like, uh, the ESRB with video games, and then, like, uh, the rating system with film. Right, there's always that subset of like I don't know what they call tiger fans or tiger moms, you know those helicopter moms, helicopter parents, right? Yeah. Helicopter parents that say, "Oh, this doesn't align. Like, why are you teabagging that sexual harassment?" Yeah. Without thinking that a, it's a video game, yeah. and b, it's it's virtual. I mean, those goes with hands with video game, but it's not you know it's not real, right? Right. So that's one of the things where in the Obi Wan film, in the Obi Wan TV show, whenever like the episode would start. And they would the disclaimer would be some people might find the these fictional scenarios offensive. <laughs> like they're fucking fictional, man. Right. Come on, it right. should it, that's a given. <laughs> Why? Yeah. But I guess now in today's age, well, yeah, especially with the you have to multi- pro- yeah, you have to protect yourself. Yeah, like, but what, when, when it comes to like say video games, it's something that you can do be doing worse things. Well, maybe just video games isn't for this person. Yeah. You know, just from the most, you know, PG, uh, rated E for everyone video game to the most hardcore, mature, or whatever the equivalent to NC-17 is <laughs> in the video game. <laughs> AO. AO, yeah. yeah. Anything and everything you're going to find that's going to offend you. So just give up on the video games. Because honestly, like, if, if that's the attitude you're going to come in with, that's not necessary. There's right. already enough, like... I want to say negativity, but it's negativity in like a, a good-natured way. Right. You know, you're not taking right. it seriously because some twelve-year-old murdered you like forty times in a video. Game. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and if you do, then you have to seek help. Yeah, you got your own problems. Yeah, and it's uh, it's with the realm of the game. I mean, like exactly. like a sporting game, you're gonna cheer for the other team. Like, screw the other team. Like, that's just how it goes. Would you yeah. be offended because hey, they're all trying to do their best here? I've seen some stories, man, where it's like... I, I don't. Are, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's it's a sad state. It's... it's oh, man. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this point where something just as fun-natured, you know, ribbing, as you would call it, where it's being... Uh, trying to be... I don't want to even say co-opted because it's not. It's just somebody's trying to, you know bend people to their to their the way of looking at things right right yeah and it's something that i draw the line on where you can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. right as long as it doesn't hurt people exactly but when you start you know trying to change it to one view Mm -hmm. or change it to because it doesn't sound like you're offended about it then that's when i draw the line yeah it's if it's if you're getting teabagged and you're getting triggered then don't play multiplayer games yeah it's i wouldn't say just don't play any video game (laughs) because like what, what are you going to find? Oh, this this white plumber is harassing uh, you know, right, right. Oh, an, a, an ape or something. You know, what the fuck? So, like, yeah. if you try to distill everything down to its worst thing, then, yeah, you're going to find everything is going to offend you. Yeah. But you have to look at things for what they actually are. Not go, you know, digging in, trying to find something that, that, so, that suits your point of view only. Right, right. And again, like you said, it's it's ribbing. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's akin to this 10-year-old talking trash to you. It's akin to someone who's team-killing you. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. And it's, it's something that's within the realm of video games. And it's, yeah. It's, it's a, just how... Oh, my God. Jesus. 
Yeah, it was uh, accepted as accepted can possibly be. Yeah, you know, like you want to you want to make this argument that there's um, you know violent misogynist people playing video games, and I'm sure there are, but there's also you know there's been some stories where some of the most kind-hearted people that were that met online via video games or you know one way or another video games influenced the, the you know the great decisions that they've made in, in you know helping a charity or doing this or doing that exactly that proves right. that, that, that it isn't just one you know blanket term right right or and, and, and even being some um, therapeutical uh, games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. like uh, you've played God of War and uh, I've played God of War obviously but it's something that uh, given our past it's it's very therapeutic especially with like the father and son bonding yeah right it's something that I can't help but like get choked up yeah while killing <laughs> while killing Draugr <laughs> and stuff like that but it's, yeah. it's, it's that's not the focus it's the narrative and stuff like that yeah it's it's yeah it's it's just it's frustrating and it's sad that the the this culture that we're living in is making its way into like the most the deepest recesses of what we enjoy yeah you know and Hopefully there there comes there comes a change, um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's finish with these last two things. So, mm. did you ever watch uh, Community? No, no. Okay. One, one episode. One episode. And I bet the paintball one. Yes. <laughs> well, there was. There's been three. So. <laughs> oh, there's been three. Yeah, there's been oh. three paintball episodes. Okay. One, it's like one the one that you've probably seen, which is more of like the. Yeah. The school all out brawl and stuff right. like that. And John Woo kind of. Yeah, oh, it's like that. And then there's another one, which is a two-parter, which is the first part is like a Western. Oh, wow. Sort of thing. And then the other one, the second part is like a whole band. The, the whole school has to band band together to fight off the invading force. Oh, my That type God. of thing. And then the, the last one is more of like a spy thriller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, Community is one of the greatest shows that's possibly ever been filmed mm-hmm. and put on, on, on broadcast television. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it... You know, never received uh, that acclaim. It, it was critically acclaimed throughout the board, but I guess it just couldn't find its audience. And yes, so it got moved around a bunch. Even Yahoo. It ended its run on Yahoo. Oh, wow. For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because of the pandemic and because of uh, the widely availability of, of the streaming platform, because not only is it available on Netflix, I think it's across the board it's available. So Amazon, Amazon Plus... Might be on Hulu, Netflix. Obviously, it's it, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, I see. So obviously, the pandemic happened. People needed shit to to do and watch while they were at home. And Community was one of the ones that started blowing up. So there has been a running theme uh, for the, for those of you who know: six seasons in a movie. Six Hashtag seasons. six seasons in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's even been a running gag within the show itself. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where uh, one of the characters fucks with the other character and he uh-huh. takes off running and then he says um, the, the character who got fucked with is like it's gonna be cancelled in two weeks and then he runs off saying six seasons in a movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's very 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 much self aware of, of what it is and Dan Harmon right. has, no. has he made anything that t- that's bad no exactly no, not that comes to mind I mean Rick and Morty Community Rick and Morty community. Um, there has to be another thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's done like a lot yeah, of other but stuff. Narratively, but narratively, they're yeah. very tight. And, and just how wild they are. Yeah. That's only solely from the mind of uh, uh, Dan Harmon. Yeah. So, 
it, it has its its pedigree of creators and writers and actors even to that to that extent. So now it's the rumblings are starting to happen, the talking that maybe the movies finally come out. All right. Which I've been, you know, campaigning for since it started. Since the whole Because yeah, that show is fantastic. I'm telling you, it's it's out there, it's crazy, it's wild. It it's probably one of the, like of that era, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to gravitate towards the office. Right. Or Parks and Rec. Right. For me community. Community is yeah, right community. there. It's community, Parks and Rec, and then I've never really even seen The Office. So yeah, yeah, just, I've seen Parks and Rec. I love. Yeah, Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec is yeah, fantastic. But community well. is around those lines that I definitely love. Community. Yeah. So my question is, can, how can a movie? How can they make community into a movie? How would that even be? Like, educate. Oh man, like, see, how would that? Would that be like? Like fanboys, where they're going across the and something, like, or something like that. Like, what's the grand? Because the community, as much as I know, it's them going through community college, yeah. obviously, right? But I, I don't know if they graduate at this point. Or well, they they kind of like end. one by one they started. Um, their character started progressing to the point where yeah, they they graduate or they you know they head off in their own things, but then they come back at the at the beginning or at the end of the season stuff like that. Right. So. See, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't know because where the, the show ends is most of the characters are gone mm. uh, just because either, you know, they're off doing something else or they were written out. But it, it really felt like indecisive where uh, the main character who, you know, was a lawyer went to community college in an effort to get his di- diploma to be able to go back to being a lawyer. But that character developed something where he, within himself he couldn't be a lawyer anymore so mm-hmm. he decided to teach oh wow so there's you know maybe he could pursue that but how they're mm-hmm. going to bring back every character is just only something that Don, Dan Harmon could think of yeah you know? I, but like, I wouldn't even dare to be like yeah do it like this do it like that just cause <laughs> see, no it's because that, epi- that TV show was so unique to Dan Harmon the creator right where like his Any, voice is yeah, everywhere yeah all over it yeah yeah Dan Harmon reminds me of like a Kevin Smith mm-hmm. uh, in terms of he's an artor with his craft. Yeah. And you can't possibly mess up with that because can you make a Clerks 4? Like, just get a couple uh, guys. Yeah, come Clerks. on. Jay inside the bomb and Clerks. Clerk. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, when it comes to comedy, I, I, I can't possibly imagine um, like a storyline no. or how it goes. No. Either. I haven't watched it, but... It's just it's just it's just weird. Like obviously there there are the tropes you can go to, where maybe they do another paintball type of thing. You know? <laughs> I mean, they had an episode where they played like throughout the whole episode they played the floor is lava. Oh wow! They played. Uh, they had episodes. Wait, where... wait hold on. <laughs> like throughout their time at the school, they played floor is lava. Well, throughout the time at the school, but oh. the whole episode is focused on. The floor is lava. No, no, but I, I get that. But yeah. how do you navigate the halls if the floor gotta, is lava? You figure out a way. They they came up with different methods. They came up with they, they, there's one that's called caterpillaring, where you're on on one and you just on like a chair and you're just like oh you you scoot forward yeah you scoot forward you scoot stuff forward. like that. So they, they, obviously it's it's just realms that are so played out like so well or so even well the quad lot. even navigating the quad <laughs> the quad lava as well. Well, they said the floor is lava, so the floor is lava. Oh um, they did another one where it was a pillow fort versus a blanket fort. 
Oh, I think was that the one where some dude wore like a pillow yeah. armor and started yeah. running? Okay, yeah. that, that, and that one makes me laugh. So. The, it, it's so it's just weird. It's it's funny. They did a whole bottle episode where um, one of the characters loses a pen and they destroy the study room trying to find the pen. Oh. And it turns out that a monkey stole it. Oh, oh, <laughs> thing that, oh my. Okay. So it's, it's just it's just weird. It's so it's out re- of the box. It, yeah, it's very innovative. Right, like you, you look at Parks and Rec and you look at um, The Office. They're essentially the same show. You know, even the format is down to it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a love interest. There's a love in there, interest. Right? It's like, it's uh. There's the leader esque. Yeah, they have like interviews. They talk to the cameras. So like, but yeah. not like not like this. This isn't like any other type of sitcom right. out there because it's just so wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. So I see. yeah. So that's the thing, like to even dare to be like what the movie's gonna be about is is an insult to what I believe in. <laughs> oh yeah, it's because it, movies that try to come from TV, I don't feel translate well. No, they generally yeah, they don't. Generally don't, right? And so, I say, and and I wouldn't want to have like big expectations for this one either, mm-hmm. just because there is that record track record. Yeah, because like I don't imagine a Parks and Rec movie. No. Or an office movie, or even uh, How I Met Your Mother, the movie, no. stuff like that. But for a community, given how its pedigree and how out of the box and innovative it is, yeah. it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. To see. It would be interesting. Hopefully, they can finally uh, uh, make the movie come, like you know, manifest it into reality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, something where it it has been at this point, you know, seven years since the the show ended. And they've all gone off and do their own thing. But by all accounts, you know, the main the main uh, core of cast members are interested in doing it. Right, right. But so, Chevy Chase isn't. Well, they killed him off. Oh, they killed him off? Yeah. Oh, no. Isn't I mean, he, like, the highlight of that show? Or at least uh, one of them until... I heard he's, it, he is hard to work with. Yeah. Well, it's like, there there's six, six or seven main characters. And each one has the role. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you feel towards them, you're either gonna love them or hate them. <laughs> but but it's in in the point where it works, right? And you still feel to get like affectionate. Like Pierce, the character Chevy Chase's character was a dick, right? But he was the dick with purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 All right. I see. yeah. All right, let's finish with this. Harrison Ford. Harrison effing Ford. Harrison motherfucking poor. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? Good. That's good. So you're, you're here. If you you were to do a lie detector test right now mm-hmm. for $1,000, you would pass. With, okay. I, maybe I, I did have a slip up <laughs> by myself, though. So by I yourself. Count. And yeah, I, I know, instantly overrid it. In a, a moment of uh, self-intimacy? No. It's <laughs> 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 close or no. deny well, you can't disclose or deny. But, uh, but you have um, slipped up. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, I, I get what you're trying to say, but to be like the strict with yourself to that extent, it's just on. Yeah. Um, I don't know how priests do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't. Right. They just press up a storm on their Probably. doors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harrison Ford, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Uh, hinting at that Indiana Jones 5. That sounds weird coming off, off the tongue. Yeah. Indiana Jones 5. Jesus. I don't think they're named or lettered either. Or named, right? No, it's Indiana either. Jones. Or, no, Temple first it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Indiana Jones and, and the Crystal, Crystal Skulls. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's hinting at this could possibly be his last role. Yeah. 
Um, I'm kind of feeling like maybe he should have retired, you know, five to six years ago. Yeah. Just because uh, he is getting up there and you look at cho- his choice of movies, of roles, and you're like, mm, maybe Gramps needs to, you know, hang it up. Yeah. It's um, when I watch Crystal Skull, and it's obviously a body double, right. but I feel like Crystal Skull, they, yeah, he does have those moments where it's, he feels a little older. And this was 14 years ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ, 14 fucking years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, we've had uh, reports of uh, uh, Harrison Ford having multiple you know, crash landings, because he, he likes to fly. Yeah. And he flies, you know, these little fucking puddle hopper planes, and he, <laughs> he, you know, crashes them into golf course and stuff like that. And I feel like that has softened him up a bit, yeah. you know, being that close to or experiencing what he experienced so many times kind of, like, took the edge off of him, because, like... You look at uh, interviews he had, you know, before that, and he's kind of like old and crotchety and pissed off. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't give the fan base any like two horses shit or whatever. <laughs> and but now he is. It looked like he was down for it. He was playing along. He was joking and stuff like that. So I feel like that maybe kind of gave him a, a new outlook. Yeah. Um, and then also he's just fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here, here's Devil's Advocate. Yeah. I, he, he was able to show up in Celebration. I wasn't able to see him, but a friend of mine did. And for the most part, he looked fairly good for his age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is it something that uh, he should retire from the Indiana Jones and stop being Indiana Jones and stuff like that? But he does look healthier than most people's his age. And it feels like maybe he can... Uh, He's healthier than a... Like stick to more of the acting type of roles rather than the physical type of roles? Right, because the last physical role that comes to mind is uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And you see the Dan Aykroyd... uh, Yeah, the old fuckers. Yeah, and you can tell that they didn't do a lot of movement because they just kind of stand in the same spot for like their lines. (laughs) Yeah. Right, and they don't really move around. But for Harrison Ford, I think he was wearing like a suit. He looked slender and he looked uh, fairly good. Well, he's 79 years old. Yeah, yeah, pushing 80. Pushing 80. So by the time Indiana Jones does come out, he's going to be well into his 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's just, like, obviously Harrison Ford is one of those actors who transcends fan bases. Obviously, Han Solo and Indiana Jones, two of the more popular uh, characters to come out of science fiction in a long time, right? And to be lucky enough to to portray both of them. But I feel like Harrison Ford, as like you said, those physical roles, like maybe, yeah, like I felt bad for um, Sir Patrick Stewart when yeah. he showed up. When he showed up in the Multiverse of Madness, was like this this old man is like legit on his way out. Like, uh, <laughs> well, it's just like it's fucked up to say and all, but like, how much more time does does he have with us? And he's still doing yeah, this you're, nonsense. You're trying to milk him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. trying to ring out. Poor, poor. He's doing Ring Picard as well. And, but yeah. he said Picard's going to be his last. Right, right? Yeah. yeah. But he did like three seasons and he's he's fairly active in that one. But it's, you can tell yeah. that it's uh, he can't be as strenuous like, as he is. Not everybody could fucking be Tom Cruise. You know, Tom Cruise is <laughs> almost 60. Right. And he's still out there doing this shit like that. But like 60 with Scientology magic like behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just, it's, it's, it, you. There's that that kind of that that argument, or like the poor old man probably yeah needs to stop making these, you know, 
high demand physically demand physically demanding films right. and stick to like the more actory type of thing. But is has Harrison Ford really been known as like an actory actor? No, not really. I mean, other than get off my plane. Yeah, and, Force One. Yeah, Force One stuff like that. No, he's been he's been a little bit of both, but more on the physicality side. Yeah, more like trying to be an action star, but not not really breaking through like Schwarzenegger or Stallone. Right, right. Because he always, like you said, he does have a little niche in the pop culture field. Mm-hmm. But now my argument is, uh, or my cautiousness is, that when they do end it, do you see Indiana Jones being anyone played other than by Harrison Ford? I feel like because that character is so iconically tied with Harrison Ford, maybe that should also be a wrap on that character. Yeah. Because, like, do we really need Indiana Jones? Like, Indiana Jones came out at a, at a point in time where it captured uh, people's imagination because it was, like, you know, like this, uh, essentially Laura Croft, but a dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this Tomb Raider type of character. Right. Archaeologist. But, yeah, an archaeologist. Yeah, exactly, yeah. an archaeologist. But have we progressed beyond that? No, no. But there have been people who tried to try to reboot him. Yeah. Um, not Indiana Jones, but I say Solo. Yeah. Right? They You can't... Harrison Ford is so synonymous with Han Solo that you can't really see anyone other than him being Han Solo. And that kind of crashed and burned. But do you feel as though that they can do that with uh, Indiana Jones? Have a, a prequel as character? They're going to try, for yeah, sure. Yeah. They're going to try 100%, but it, I just feel like that character is so synonymous with Harrison Ford that, like, to tr- to try to reboot it, you're going to have to com- come up with a completely different angle. Yeah. Like, um, not Blade Runner, uh, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. You know, Mad Max was so synonymous with uh, uh, Mel Gibson. Right. When they redid it in 2014 when Mad Max Fury Road and now the sequel... That's coming out later or next year, right? Something like that. Right, Furiosa. Yeah. It's completely different from the original story. It's no longer like the lone wanderer type of thing mm-hmm. looking for fuel. Now it's it was uh this lady, the lone wanderer, trying to help a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of, of uh you know these helpless uh, characters out and right. then Tom Hardy was in it as well. But so I feel like you'd have to completely reinvent the character in a, in a way that nobody's expecting. But unfortunately, it's still going to have that, you know, that oh, it's that's Harrison Ford, or he's right. trying to he's trying to be Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. As much as I, I'd love to see Indiana Jones, like I, I said, Ghostbusters, that they are going to make a second Ghostbusters after Afterlife. But at least for that, they 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 have a, a passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. But for Indiana Jones, it's literally in the name. At least for Top Gun Maverick, you know, you have someone like Miles Teller being the next uh, hot shot that's uh, Maverick. But mm-hmm. here, it's, it's <laughs> the name, There's when you say the name, there's a face, and it's always Harrison Ford. Yeah, even in uh, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049, 2029, 2049, yeah. <laughs> it, like, he still exists in that in that universe. But the character, the, the, the lead character is shifted onto somebody else, onto right. the next person that's supposed to take over that mantle. Right, right. You know, they, they find they found a way to continue that storyline without having to rely on, you know, a ninety year old Harrison Ford. So but like you said, how's how is Indiana Jones? Because he is so tied to, to Harrison Ford going to you know, are they gonna be able to handle that? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. They're, they'll try, like you said, and they're probably, you know, step on a lot of toes doing so in a couple of 10, 
five years or something. Yeah. But when it comes to yeah, Harrison Ford, even watching all the movies, as bad as, bad as uh, Crystal Skull was, Harrison Ford, you know, shined. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it's not Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford coming out. No, because there's a certain um, gravitas that right. Harrison Harrison Ford portrays that you know the character is so synonymous with. Yeah, and he was fairly active in that one. I don't know how much it is in, like, it was a, a body double. It probably was not majority of stuff. Yeah. But during those high-octane moments, it's, it's always, like, him quipping at something. Like, don't call it a snake. Call it a rope. Yeah. He's, like, you know, he's, he's doing stuff that you wouldn't see Harrison Ford and it's grouchy, ordinary self really say out loud. In yeah. Public uh, okay, yeah, but now that kind of made, made me, reminded me of Chris Pine as, um... Captain Kirk. That's Captain Kirk, right? Yeah, where right. he kind of, you know, I don't want to say did Shatner, but he brought all these like Shatnerisms to the character, and it, it, you're not thinking, oh, that's not that's not Kirk. That's not Kirk. You're right. thinking you're not. Well, you're not thinking that's not well, uh, Bill Shatner. Right. That's Kirk. Well, to to be fair with Bill Shatner, he the bar is fairly low. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just it's, just, it's not called you. You know, you're doing yeah. Shatner. But it's it's a character that's so synonymous with one actor as well. Right, right, right. You know, like like uh, uh, Professor X, so synonymous with uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, but uh, James McAvoy. It's also a really good Professor X. Well, okay, how about how about this? Or Magneto. Or Magneto with uh, Sir Patrick. Sir Sir, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Sorry. And then. But how, how about this? How about Captain America, Chris Evans? Okay. Do you see him, Captain Other, someone else being Captain America? Um, that would depend who. Like, yeah. just as the mantle or Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers. Like you say, they brought him back in, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. Chris Evans can't do it. Well, so, won't do it. I won't do it. Right, <laughs> can't, won't. Nah, so. <laughs> and, but he can't, right, he won't do it, and then uh, they bring someone else. Yeah. Who looks like him, he has his... Mannerisms, I guess, is Captain America mannerism, but and he's he's Steve Rogers mm. because when when it comes to Magneto and uh, Professor X, at least they're they're different ages. Yeah, right. There's and there's a narrative reason for it. Mm. Right, this one being from the past, this one's from the future. Same with uh, um, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk was the Kelvin universe. Everything looked different compared to you know the original series and stuff. Yeah, but when it comes to Indiana Jones, I just like I automatically think Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford yeah. right. especially with Captain America with Chris Evans or yeah. even I mean I guess the whole slate other than Hulk because Hulk's been like three different characters yeah, three different like different Hulks. yeah but you haven't had that one film that made it like oh that's our Hulk yeah I mean I guess that there really isn't a character an, an actor that I could say that that embodies or like he resonates uh, Steve Rogers you know, he was able. Chris Evans was able to capture a, a, a you know, a, a personality from that we know of from the comics of, of Steve Rogers and be able to portray it, you know, perfectly on the big screen. So I guess like there are there are other characters that. Then how do you how do you feel like it would because either they would do it it's it's Indy's kid mm-hmm. and he's taking up the mantle. Or it's like... Uh, what about just a fan? Or a fan. Or yeah. just, you know, someone who's detached, who's not indie, who's, who's doing what he indie would do. Yeah. And other than doing that, but that's, that's like, filled with its landmines itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only way you could actually feasibly do it is just wait, like you said, wait 10 years 
and just completely reboot it and forget about what everybody else is, <laughs> is going to say yeah. and just go from there. Because, like, how are you, how are you going to do that? Is it going to be his son? They, they tried that already. It didn't work. Right. Are, is it going to be just, like, some random person? That's like, going to be difficult. That's going to be push. difficult as well. Yeah. Is it going to be like a Batman Beyond type of thing? <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a clone. <laughs> we took your DNA. It's a, yeah, it's a genetic clone. <laughs> like Amanda Waller for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right. No, there's a lot of side side segues and ways to bring Indiana Jones into a different, but it, it's hard. Yeah. But Ghostbusters Afterlife at least had that literal passing of the torch. Yeah. Like the, they, <laughs> is Indiana Jones 5 going to be that way? Where he's like, here's my hat, fan, here's or friend, my, or son. Here's or my whip. My whip. <laughs> Which I also feel like a lot of that, like the Indiana Jones has to be period pieces, right? Yeah. Like you have to constantly have them be fighting the Nazis or some shit. <laughs> because like you can't, that character doesn't make sense in you know 70s, let alone now, contemporary times. You right. Know? Not everybody has a cell phone and shit. Right. This goofy, yeah, look at this goofy ass motherfucker. <laughs> See, now that worries me because yeah. given his age, they would have to do it more around the 70s. I think the fifth one is taking place in the 50s. Wasn't it, wasn't it the 80s? No, Russia, Cold like, War? No. Well, the Cold War started almost immediately after World War II. Right, okay. That's exactly <laughs> well, like the era, the Red Scare. 50s. Right, the 50s. Oh, the 50s? Was yeah. It? Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. I was, I was pushing more towards the fall. The fall? Yeah, the so fall, we, like 91. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you're right. There was a it's scene It's going to be geriatric fucking Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, see, now that worries me about the period. Because they have to match his age. Yeah. Right? They can't be like, oh, this is the 60s. And he's like, he's like aged. Hippie, and he's hippie smoking weed. Right, right. Um, and yeah. most, even um, Sean Connery is... He's dead. Right, Sean Connery. And then most of the slate is gone. Yeah. Right. So you can't bring him his father. Or you can't no. bring him Marcus back anymore. What about, um, fuck, No Time for Love, Dr. Jones, was his name? No type for love, doctor. Oh, uh, it was round, round, round. round. Uh, short, short round, round. Yeah, short, short round. round. Oh, yeah, that would bring that back would, short <laughs> round. Make sense to bring justice back for short round. round. Just hashtag justice. For, <laughs> yeah, it's see now that now that we break it down more, it feels like it will be a passing of the torch. Yeah, because majority of legacy characters are gone. I mean, uh, they're just gonna like they did with the fifth one. You know, Dad's gone, Marcus is gone, and Marianne uh, it might be there. I've never seen Crystal School. Christmas Cove, well, they, they do like a scene where he's yeah. looking at a photo of his dad and he's like, first it was dad and then it was Marcus and it shows him like, obviously behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like him in a car, like smiling. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they quickly explain it off. And I think Marcus has a statue on the grounds. Of the, of the, the university. university. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Marcus Brody. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so how, like, it's the same with Afterlife. Yeah. Like, they're there, thankfully, they're still alive to pass the torch. But, uh, Harold Ramis died, and like, the narrative yeah, surrounded it that. Kind of, it kind of like was focused on that, like on. But see, that's the thing that like that's more the literal sense of passing of the torch, like you said before. Where this one is, it to me for it to make sense, it has to be a reboot, like one hundred percent, because you can't you can't be like, hey, look, it's Harrison Ford, but now it's not. It's gonna be somebody else. You have to wait, maybe even wait till Harrison's gone. And be like, all right, we're bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or even Harrison could take Marcus Brody's place. 
you yeah. know, this movie. I mean, we, it's difficult to <laughs> to wrap my head. Like indie not being indie, but also indie being in a supporting role mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah, he's like 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 the the Bruce Wayne in the Batman Beyond, where he's <laughs> he's uh you know center of operations. He's on the computer, right. he's typing shit up. Right, right. He's Oracle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a Zord. What's it from Power Rangers? He's a oh, big Zordon. head. Zordon. Zordon. There you go. Is that it? Probably. I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just unfortunately that's a character that because it's so in, in tied within who the actor was, you know, casting, recasting, rebooting, it's always going to be difficult. It would have been difficult no matter what. Yeah. But having having this gargantuan task ahead of uh, ahead of uh, you know the, the executives at Disney. All in the sense because they want more money because they know that it's gonna they're just gonna print money with this shit no matter how bad or good it is. Yeah. But it's just you know you have to have some sort of respect for not just the the, the character but for the fan base as well. You gotta be like, hey, you know, it's here's another. <laughs> well, what if they make it into a TV show? See, I guess that would be I have more a lot more leeway. Would that be like you can introduce a new character? Have it be like episodic, episode of the week type of thing. And then honestly, like Indiana Jones, I feel like for today's age would be more suited for a t- like a small screen adaptation rather than a big screen adaptation. Yeah, I you definitely know, like, see that. Uh, aside from the name, what's gonna take people to you know convince people to go see that movie? Yeah, definitely. And even rewatching the originals, they're very of its time. Very. They're, they're very dense. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. Like, that, yeah. Like, I remember I was, I was like, I didn't watch, you know, The Last Crusade again. And it's like almost three hours long. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's very three hours long. And it's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's a lot of insight and Nazi jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I like the the, um, the scene where he's uh, at the, the, the Nuremberg rallies. Right, and then he yeah. just pops it in, and then what's the 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 song's like? Da, 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 yeah, da. March like, of the Somethings, right? Right, yeah, March of the Somethings, right? Uh, yeah, well, that's Ford, and he signs it. He signs the copy of uh, Mein Kampf. Right. Wow. <laughs> I like how he brings it. Uh, oh God, I like how the Hitler brings out his hand and someone puts a pencil in yeah. it. Like someone's there to like, get a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The movie's two hours and seven minutes long, so it's not but, quite three right, hours, but, but it's, it's fairly, it feels like it's three hours. Yeah, yeah, they, go, they go a lot of places. Yeah. They they go go to, like the Middle Denver, East, the Middle Europe, East, Europe, I think Africa, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they do, and then they go, like, in a tomb Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, they're all gone. Sean Connery's gone. River Phoenix is gone. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's going to have to be... This Indiana Jones is going to have to be a, a, either a hopefully Indiana Jones film or a soft reboot. Series. Or a series. I was thinking like, why not make it almost like The Mummy? Have like three movies and then... No, like of the like the, the, the theme and tone. Yeah. Have it, have I mean, it be more action-adventure-y rather than, you know, mystery and... Well, I've always seen the Indiana Jones as, the Mummy as Indiana Jones. Yes. Yeah. Just because it's this dude and like, there's a mummy, the first thing he does is shoot it. Yeah. And it's the same with the Indiana <laughs> Jones when it comes to like that sword scene in... Uh, uh, Raiders. Yeah. I think it's Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. He like he brings out the sun. He's all fancy. He just he shoots, shoots him. him. Right. It's, it, he's um, that. I forget the actor's name in the mummy. 
Uh, Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser, he has this, like, humor and, uh, like, versatility to it. Yeah, so why not just focus on, on more on, like, that? Because, like, mm-hmm. even even if, um, uh, with all the other Indiana Jones movies, it kind of got the sense of, like, it's the fate of the world. Oh, you know, that type yeah, of shit, yeah. you know? But even even though it did have the elements of that in the mummy, it was still like a joke. It yeah. felt like a joke. Like you're oh. fighting a mummy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're fighting this dude that brought came back from the dead. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, so have it be a TV show, but have it be like campy. Yeah. No, a TV show. I thought you said yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, TV show. Definitely six. No, eight episodes. Eight episodes. Eight episode yeah. thing on this new guy who's following like maybe the teachings of Indiana Jones and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. He has the glasses. Like yeah, like right? Them. He has the collectibles and stuff like that. A skull. Indiana <laughs> like, yeah, Jones' skull. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Crystal Skull. No. Like, come like on, talk skull. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've been going for a while. So, is there anything else you want to, you want to touch on? No, well, we pretty much got everything. That's right. We got it. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you, if you had an opportunity to ask the like the top executives of your favorite video game uh, company, what would you ask them? I wouldn't know. What to ask. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I'll do the same thing this dude did. Yeah. And do, like panic, like hey, I'm with F Zero. A racing game or in this climate, you know? Just, yeah. yeah. I would panic. I'd, I'd say something dumb like, uh, "So, do you think Walt Disney's head is frozen?" Frozen. And then yeah. they have to answer, right? They can't lie to you. They were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, um, that's been our show for this week. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good good buddy, Ernesto. Hello, Ernesto. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Happy Independence Day for all y'all free Americans. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.